Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. I don't know what is in the air, but so many people around me are going through expired relationships. And uh, man, so yesterday I made a quick video, about a five-minute video about just random thoughts on love. And, you know, love is one of those things where it's like, it's like, let's talk about life. There's so much under the umbrella of love that if you don't, you know, just broad strokes doesn't quite do it. So I wanted to um, play the video. Uh, well, it's going to be an audio for you guys. And then I wanted to expand on it. So it's like, mem- remember back in the day when you buy a CD and you'd buy the CD because uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes or commentary that you don't get when you're um, watching it in the movie theater. So that's what this is. I'm going to talk about um, me talking about love. <laughs> I felt rushed. And uh, anyway, so I want to say first that I am definitely um, a student to love. Anyone who thinks that they know what love is, um, it's based on their story, right? I don't think, I mean, although love is universal and that we all experience love, I think that love is also very unique to us in our story and how we define it. Um, there's no way that, um, you know, my definition, definition of love is going to be yours, etc. So this is not about, uh, me putting, uh, my definitions on love onto you guys. It's more about just a conversation and exploring, challenging. I think the way that we learn is through our stories. And when you hear someone's perspective or when you hear someone's ideas or definitions, you know, and you're open to them, then it, it could challenge yours. And that's how we grow so here we go i'm playing it back love first i want to say that love is held not grabbed i think that people package the action of grabbing with love and that is destructive that is hiding that is manipulation that is not love um i think that love is held with palms up uh i think love is also conditional Okay, let me pause there. So when I say held, imagine someone told me this, and it was really helpful for me because I'm a visual person. Imagine how you hold sand, right? If you you try to uh, hold sand by grabbing it, it just kind of uh, falls out of your fingers. If you hold sand with your palms up, you know, you cup sand, um, that's how you hold love. That's how you hold your, your relationships. Most people grab, right? Most people grab and and they don't do it intentionally what they're doing is they're being irresponsible in the sense that um because their feelings are strong which is which is great um behind the grabbing is control right so they may not be aware of it uh but they they start to control a person by grabbing them um not giving the other person their own space right their own individual space and that is what i'm talking about when i when i'm talking about um grabbing instead of holding the other thing is when i say love is conditional now i'm not talking this is we're talking about romantic love i'm not talking about love for your children um that's why when i say love under the umbrella of love it's so broad um this is just romantic love and i think romantic love is conditional because I think that, uh, you know, if you don't 
<laughs> if you don't have conditions, um, and you should, uh, then love can be destructive, right? If you're just firing your heart like a shotgun <laughs> without any, any conditions on how you deserve to be treated back, I don't think that is healthy. I mean, if you're going to give someone your heart, fuck yeah, there should be some conditions attached to that. I think unconditional love is destruction. And it's not that love is destructive. I think that we make it, you know, our actions, our behavior uh, is what make, uh, make the destruction. But I think love itself is pure and infinite. I also think that this idea of being love is where our power is. It's not just choosing to love one person. Um, that being said, I think that the call to uh, get that fire going and always in that state of being love, where I think our potential lives, is the daily decision, the daily choice to love. So let me expand on that. Um, by the way, is it is what I'm doing very arrogant? Is there a lot of ego behind me playing back my own video and then <laughs> doing commentary on myself? I don't know. But um, my intention is to create a dialogue, guys. Okay, I hope you believe that. So I think that this idea of being love, and this is new for me, right? It's not like I've always, since you know my 20s, I've, I've had this mindset. But um, when we love one person, I don't think we're living at our potential because I think that we have more capacity, obviously, than to love one person. Uh, we could love one person in a very intimate, you know, intimate way. Um, the love for that person can be different than the love we have, say, for our friends. But this idea of being love, where love isn't uh, labeled or defined, but you are love, and when 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 I turn my dial to that i it, for me it's easier just to spread love wherever i go um with where i'm at you know if i'm having a shitty day you know i'm not i'm not going to my me being love uh, may not be as um as powerful right so um but that mindset of just being love right love being this energy that is flowing through you and you not using love as uh, turning it on and off like a faucet but that's just your state that's your way of being um, I really love that I gravitate toward that and I think that um, I think that's where our power lives you know and I think if everyone um, pulled from that space you know if everyone was just being love it's like what I see are just humans glowing you know um, I think people would be kinder to each other and I think there would be um, a lot more forgiveness and a lot more room for people to um, be themselves, you know, more empathy. I think there's a difference between infatuation and love. Um, I think that infatuation is uh, a childish love, um, and I think that uh, mature love is non-attachment. I think mature love is two people sitting in their own bathtubs connected with uh, the interlocking of their hands facing the same direction. So when I say that infatuation is an is a immature love, I don't mean that um, it's, or I think I said childish. I don't mean that it's immature. I think that it's, um, it's not, it, it hasn't grown yet, right? So I think love has stages. And I think that uh, you meet someone and you're taken aback by their, you know, with the connection, the chemistry, their beauty, their intellect, or whatever it is, their energy. And 
the infatuation, the fantasies you, you create, you know, suddenly you are now thinking about what they would be um, like as a girlfriend or a husband or, you know, a father, etc. Um, all that is not immature, I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's the beginning. And, and there's a, um, at the end of the day, when you actually um, practice love, I think that love is an action. And I think that that action happens when the chemistry is faded and when shit hits the fan and when there's arguments and when it's really hard to love the person, you're that choice to love. I think that is um, the grown-up version of love. I think the love in the early days, the honeymoon, that stuff is... I don't want to minimize it, but it's a it's a it's a younger love, right? And when I say the two bathtubs, I just mean that we. I think a lot of people think love means being in the same jacuzzi, and I get that's hot and romantic and sexy, but I think mature love is two people in their own spaces. And I and I actually stole that visual from many years ago. I saw it on, I think it was uh, it was in the magazine, like it was like an, uh, an ad for yogurt or something, Yoplait or something. And it was, uh, I always, I always mentioned this as the example because it just hit me like that's what love should look like. And it was just two people late in their like 80s in their own tub still facing in the same direction. I think they're like on top of the Grand Canyon looking down at the world and they're connected by um, holding hands. And, and when I saw that photograph, I was like, that looks like healthy love. I think love... Um, as you, as you decide to love someone and as you build it, as you build that relationship, I think love takes its own form. I think it becomes its own thing. So I think there's you, there's the other person, and then there's the relationship. So I think love becomes bigger than you. And I so I talk about that a lot. Um, and I think it's very helpful when we're in relationships and we don't see the relationship as its own thing that we're building. Uh, it's very easy to be selfish. It's very easy to use a lot of I statements. And uh, when you, here's a good example. Think about when you, and I, I don't know if you have kids or not. I don't have kids, but I can imagine what it feels like. When you have a child, suddenly it's not about you anymore, right? Um, there's, you just created something that is greater than yourself. I'm not saying that you lose your life, but your life changes and you're probably going to put the child um, um, above your needs, right? And in relationships, if you saw the relationship that two people, that you and your partner um, are building, is this bigger thing? Uh, it it's so much easier to to swallow your pride, to um, not be selfish, to uh, you know understand before trying to be understood, to forgive, and to know that you guys are both building something that's greater than you. Now, of course, that's terrifying because it means that. Uh, that, I mean, it requires a lot of trust, right? And you are also investing, and, and there is no guarantee. And here's the thing about love, which I understand that sucks, but there's no guarantee. And I don't care if you've been with someone for six weeks, six hours, or six years, or 30 years. Um, there's no guarantee. I, I, I see love as dynamic. I see love as this like living, breathing thing. I don't see love as a contract. I think a lot of people see love as like, you know, sign here at the bottom, at the bottom, and then this is the deal. Um, but they don't forget that people change and circumstances change and feelings change and, and all of that stuff. So love, it's, it's like it's this own living, breathing thing that you guys are both uh, feeding and growing and nurturing. Um, it's not, it's not a, it's not a contract. I think that, that that's beautiful. I think that's the way that it's supposed to be. Um, I don't 
think there's a ceiling to love. I also think love is a mind, body, soul thing. I don't think love is just about skin. I think that's lust, right? And I think that if you are choosing to love someone to feel to to fill holes inside you uh that is not love that's not being in love although it feels that way because um you are grabbing and getting so much from the other person uh it's actually in lost you are you are losing yourself in the other person and of course that feels amazing but that is not love that's irresponsible um and that's going to stunt growth so love is non-attachment in that it's two people uh two whole complete people and of course we go up and down and go through our uh storms and our seasons but it's two complete people on their journey deciding to do life together so it's uh love is not at you or around you love is with you and i want to italicize the word with with the word communication love is communication 15 times, and I'll say it one more time, love is communication. Love is not leaving someone in the dark because you are afraid to rock the boat or because you're afraid someone's going to leave you or you're afraid someone's going to, you know, get hurt. Love is communication. Love is... The reason why I mentioned that so many times is because um, as someone who coaches other people with their relationships, which one of the, the biggest things that... that that people don't do is they don't communicate and I get why, uh, fear, um, wiring, um, communication is a muscle. And if you're, if you grew up not being able to communicate, uh, you don't have those tools. Um, I've, I've been in many relationships where, um, she didn't communicate how she felt and then, uh, kept it all inside. And what that does is that now you're doing life around someone. You know, you're not doing life with someone. And whether it is good news or bad news or whatever, and it, it, you have to express your state and where you're at. I think it's courageous. I think it's what produces glue instead of crowbars. And so love is telling someone how you feel. Now, I'm not saying that you every second of every day you're telling that person how you feel. That's fucking crazy, you know, and confusing. I'm talking about things that are important. I'm talking about if there's been a shift in your feelings or if you've been hurt or, you know, you don't like what uh, your partner said or how they treated you, whatever it is, um, you have to express that shit. You have to express it because that's how you um, you feed this the the relationship that's how you nurture it it's it's not about you and your fears a lot of people don't communicate because they don't want to stir the boat or they just minimize it or that you know and then suddenly that turns into resentment and anger showing yourself love is being honest love is rare in that um the kind of love that grows into something greater than self, the kind of love where you feel like um, it's something that has already existed before you were born, right? And it's almost like you jumped on that train and uh, with another person and it's going somewhere. Like that kind of love I think is rare. Um, And I think that... uh, it's wide. I think it's available to everyone. And the reason I think it's rare is because I don't think that we um, really know what love is. I think we're irresponsible with love, me included. Um, I think we get confused with 
infatuation with lust, with feelings, um, instead of um, this idea of being love. I think love is our greatest power as human beings, and I think that uh, we should every morning wake up and choose to be love, not um, love someone hoping they're going to love us back, I think. And I want to end by saying that you, we should also point all that to ourselves, meaning um, I think a lot of people love really hard when it comes to other people, but they struggle with loving themselves. And the more that you love yourself and you practice self-compassion and treat yourself the way that you would uh, someone that you love and care about, the more you are able to bring to the table as a whole person um, and the more the, the the healthier the love is going to be. So just to end, guys, um, and I apologize for the mixed audio, but we live in a world where um, this whole swipe culture and technology has, of course, connected us, but also separated us. And I think that uh, love is has become a little bit lukewarm. And I think we have to remind ourselves to, to love hard. Um, I, me included, you know, I got this little tattoo on my right bicep. And um, all my tattoos are either bookmarks or reminders to myself. And uh, after my re- last relationship, I think I could have loved harder, you know, looking back. And there's nothing worse than leaving something and knowing that you could have done more. So whatever you're in now, guys, whether you're dating or you are in a relationship, I encourage you um, to love as hard as you can um, without losing yourself. And that's not for the other person. That's for you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on life coaching training and you'll find our catalyst intensive there's only two things you need to be a life coach a story which everyone has and a passion to help others